0: How far have we come? One more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Any of you guys, ever, before we get down to the uh, the business, any of you guys ever done one of those uh, like running shoe stores where they they have you walk and oh, yeah, you yeah. see that
1: and yeah, tell I, you exactly
0: I, what you need and all? I think
1: uh, these shoes right here, I got it, one of those.
0: Really? So yeah. what do you think of the whole experience?
1: A uh, really good shoe. Um, I, it seems seems a little much for my tastes, um, but I, I, I of course get... you're young and strong and lithe and sexy. Um, but uh, I'm old and broke down. Yeah, I, it seemed largely unnecessary, but I'm overall happy with the shoes that I got out of it. And the I, 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 there's no way for me to know if he actually recommended these shoes because of the data that was from the mm. me standing on this computer. Essentially, standing on an iPad and getting well, a, a reading of how I displace my weight on my feet huh. and how and hard is stuff. it to get an appointment? Probably pretty easy these days, huh? Uh, I just did a walk-in, but this was in pre-COVID, so I don't know if things are different.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe I'll reach out. Uh, so, what I wanted to talk about was um was the civil rights movement a little bit, uh, you know, after the death of John Lewis, the the congressman, civil rights leader, um, and do I do I begin with a negative or end with a negative? Ah, oh, boy. Start I hate that a, there's any negative. Yeah, start positive. I'll start
1: with a positive while you figure that out. I loved his concept of good trouble.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely. We can get into that. Uh, Lewis, he was born in 1940, just turned 80 this year. Uh, he was a graduate of the American Baptist Theological Seminary in Nashville, Tennessee. He got his bachelor's degree in religion and philosophy from Fisk University, and he was dedicated, that's right, sir, dedicated to the civil rights movement. And in his very early 20s, he organized sit-ins at segregated lunch counters in Nashville. Now, keep in mind, this is the early 1960s, segregated lunch counters. Took part in many other civil rights activities as part of the Nashville Student Movement um, and they were the, the folks who got the lunch counters desegregated in downtown Nashville. He was arrested, jailed many times, dozens of times. Uh, he was thoroughly dedicated to nonviolent protest. Uh, he was religiously devoted to nonviolence, organized bus boycotts and other nonviolent protests um, that did a lot of good. Um, It was during the time uh, in the early 60s he was doing this, he first expressed the need to engage in, quote, good trouble, necessary trouble to achieve change, uh, and he held the phrase and and used it throughout his life. Um, In 1961, again, he's 21 years old, he became one of the 13 original Freedom Riders, seven whites and six blacks who were determined to ride from Washington, D.C. to New Orleans in an integrated bus. At that time, several southern states continued to enforce laws prohibiting black and white riders from sitting next to each other on public transportation. Um, the Freedom Ride, you know, you ought to Google it and, and read more about it. Um,
1: but so he was one of those original people. So it was... was- That's symbolic in nature, or are they going into these towns trying to challenge these laws? That one. That one, okay.
0: In the South, Lewis and the other nonviolent Freedom Riders were beaten by angry mobs, arrested at times, and taken to jail. At age 21, he was the first of the Freedom Riders to be assaulted in Rock Hill, South Carolina. He tried to enter a whites-only waiting room, and two white men attacked him, injuring his face and kicking him in the ribs. Nevertheless, only two weeks later, he joined a Freedom Rider a Freedom Ride that was bound for Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, kept it up. He was imprisoned for 40 days in the Mississippi State Penitentiary after participating in a Freedom Riders activity in that state. Again, for nonviolent protest. This is how far we've come. Um, And his his, his courage and dedication, his adherence to his principle of nonviolence, righteous protest, the right messages. You know, he was an educated man. He was a smart man. He, uh, he was a sterling example for other young black people and young white people, too, for that matter. Um, and then uh, as the 60s went on, 1963, 66, he, he founded organizations. He was on their board of directors. He worked tirelessly to get people their civil rights um, and was a true towering hero of the civil rights movement. A great man. In 1977, he was um, uh, first elected, I believe, to Congress. Um, no, I'm sorry, first ran for Congress. Uh, and then uh, let's see. And then in 1986 he he he, oh, I'm sorry, that's wrong. Well, anyway, so uh, but then he served in Congress for years and years and years and years and years. And and to me, this is so sad. Later in his career, he became a partisan. Eh, I want to use the right words here. An overly partisan fighter for elections and politics of the grubbiest sort I mean, he, in oh in eight he issued a statement criticizing John McCain, for God's sake, and Sarah Palin, accusing them of sowing the seeds of hatred and division that brought to mind the late Governor George Wallace, who was an avowed you know segregationist and racist and that sort of thing. Calling John McCain and Sarah Palin the, the same as George Wallace is just inexcusable. And in fact, Barack Obama came out with a statement saying, I do not believe that John McCain or his policy criticism in any way is comparable to George Wallace or his segregationist policies. Uh, Later, Lewis issued a follow-up statement clarifying he had not compared McCain and Palin to Wallace himself, but rather that his earlier statement was a reminder to all Americans that toxic language can lead to destructive behavior. Okay. So he became a bomb chucker, a partisan bomb chucker, which... You know, I just, I think it's a shame, given his towering achievements and courage earlier in his life. And there are other examples, too, of the partisan bomb chucking here. And it's just, it's kind of a shame. But um, I think you just have to look past that stuff when you appraise a man's life, don't you? I mean, saying that stuff about McCain and and, uh, and Palin was so far out of bounds and and, and hurt race relations and the rest of it. But
1: you got to give him credit for the early part of his life, right? Yes, and I also feel like there's a bit of, it's it's similar to holding a people for what they said back, like the rhetoric of the time, of this, it's still similar to this era, mm-hmm. is that of of elevating it to the point of ridiculousness in order to cut through the noise. Um, yeah. And that's not an excuse for him saying it or a reason why it's okay. Well, it then. is a good, it is an excuse. It's not a good excuse. No, but it's. <laughs> I think it explains where it came from, and and that's just how people talked in politics at that time. I, and maybe, still do. Yeah, maybe not because Barack came out and said, no, I don't agree with it. So maybe maybe upon further examination, my my reasoning doesn't really hold up. But, uh... But, well, yeah, I, you,
0: there's understanding something, then there's excusing it. Right. And I just, I think it's a shame. I will tell you right now, it doesn't matter what happens to me or, or whatever in politics. I'm not going to compare somebody to a uh, loathsome character just to you know just to score points but anyway he was a great man uh passed at the age of 80 had a long uh long full life and and on balance did an enormous amount of good for this country and is deserving of of the admiration he got uh John Lewis rest in peace well i guess that's it